Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Good Fortune. This is Jamie Wright, um, and we're here for another forecast. This one's for the week of Monday, May 29th until Sunday, June 4th. Can't believe we're already in June. <laughs> um, thanks to everyone who's been listening and sending me feedback. Um, some of you probably saw that these episodes are now going to be released on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or whatever streaming platform Overlord is your streaming platinum platform <laughs> Overlord of choice. Um, yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to see the name up in lights, if you will. Um, and we're going to be working on all kinds of improvements over here in sound, in maybe some theme music and some graphics. Um, yeah, things are happening, but the train has left the station. We're out of beta because I decided we're out of beta. <laughs> and now it's the alpha version of this podcast. It's the full release. What's the difference? We're going to figure that out together. Um, and I'm recording this on Saturday, the 27th in the evening. Um, Right now, the sun is approaching a square with Saturn. Um, things are a little crunchy out there. Things are a little, you know, maybe feeling isolated, maybe feeling tense, maybe feeling lonely, maybe some plans you had that you were excited about have gotten canceled. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, so, yeah, there's... <laughs> The energy of this past week, you know, this this week that we just lived through, the 20th or the 21st, the 28th, that was intense. <laughs> I don't know how it was for the rest of you, but it was kind of a rough ride for me. And, um, you know, a lot of that was like a lot of the, the voidy moon energy we were having and just like the crunchy Mars stuff that was going on in this like sun Saturn square that we have approaching. And, um, I was talking about this in a reading today, um, with a good friend of mine who I know is listening. And I think a lot of like the lesson of Saturn, like, we say that Saturn is about the long-term plan or the long-term goals or the big stuff ahead, but a lot of the way that you get to, you get to your future, you plan your future, you make things happen is by like actually living in the present and actually embracing the present moment and what that has to offer you and I think you know we are in this moment of, you know, simply really leaning into that more, I guess, and really like accepting that we're in the present moment and that all there is to do is kind of put one foot in front of the other and do the tasks we need to do. And I know for me this past week, things were feeling really difficult. And like when I was able to just kind of like pause and stop and just decide like, okay, like I'm not in the place I want to be. I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling stuck, but like sitting here and thinking about how I feel frustrated and how I feel stuck isn't going to get me anywhere. And like, all I can do is what I'm in control of. <laughs> and if I can't do something that I want to do because I lack the resources or I lack the, you know, 
the motivation or I, I feel like there's something else standing in my way. Like I don't have the energy, like I can do something. And, you know, I cleaned my apartment. I dusted everything. I like really, I like, I definitely got into the Saturn, uh, the Saturn motion of life. And, and it did help. Like there is something where like something that small, like, oh, I'm just going to tidy up. I'm just going to like make this really basic meal that makes me feel good that like can really improve these kind of like crunchy, tight, limiting feeling times. And, um, and that like this whole week, like with all the Mars action and the Saturn and, you know, a lot of these voidy moons, there was, I talked about a lot last week, there there was this sense of like, like planning, like what, what do I really want to do? How do I want to sort of like put pen to paper? Like where, where, where's my next move? Um, and that planning can feel frustrating, but I hope that there, that you were able to find some moments of like, even if you weren't able to do or accomplish or make that you were able to sort of maybe brainstorm or dream or just feel like, okay, I've, I've cleaned up. (laughs) I've actually cleaned up the slate so it can be blank. It can be fresh or I can put a different coat of paint on this, um, as I move ahead. And I will say this energy coming in to this coming week, it's a full moon week. So the energy is building, the momentum is building. And I do think that this coming week, there's a lot more sort of good goodness. (laughs) There's a lot more sweetness. There's a lot more sort of, you know, it feels like there's something to live for, to put it, you know, maybe quite plainly. Um, And so starting on Monday, on May 29th, we start the day, we have the moon in Virgo as we like go into Monday the 29th. Um, And at 5.45 a.m. Eastern, the moon is going to oppose Neptune, you know, which is our monthly, the moon opposing Neptune (laughs) is this sort of monthly time when this, the moon in Virgo, that's usually like, oh, I'm so practical. I have so many details I want to get to so many things I want to make happen, you know, so much I want to like fix and help and build, but I'm looking Neptune straight in the eye, this planet of illusion and haze and fogginess. And there's this sense of like, Mm, I I had all these plans, but I'm going to lean into rest or I'm going to lead lean into dreaming. I'm going to lean into creativity. Um, and that happens at 545 AM Eastern. And then the moon is going to be void for five hours and six minutes. So the morning of Monday, the 29th Memorial day, um, is kind of a sleepy morning. It's a slow morning. The moon is void. Its last aspect is in opposition to Neptune. You know, this is, I would, you know, that's, this is a definitely like, don't set an alarm, sleep in late kind of day. Um, but at 10:50 AM, that's when the moon goes into Libra. And so that once the moon goes into Libra, you know, our social cardinal air sign, I think that we're going to have more energy. And at 11:12 AM, the moon makes a trine to Pluto, and then 
9.21 p.m., so throughout the whole day, the moon is approaching a sextile to Saturn, which is a kind of, like, motivated, energetic, just sort of, like, yeah, I'm going to lean into the action. (laughs) And it's, like, it's Mars and Leo that the moon is making this sextile to, so there's maybe this sense of dramatic flair that we're leaning into or, you know, socializing, gossiping, glam, like... There is, I think, like in general, Monday the 29th is this really nice day for socializing and entertaining and seeing friends and connecting with people and maybe just like, you know, going outside, walking around, looking at beautiful things, (laughs) checking things out, maybe going to a museum, going to see some art, taking a drive um, and seeing some like nice nature, taking a hike. There's just a lot of nice energy to like get out there and commune with people and socialize. And I think after this past week that has just felt like really like exhausting and limiting and like, I don't even know if I want to see people like this aspect is just like sort of, okay, I'm going to put my best foot out there and I'm feeling a bit better. Um, then we move into Tuesday, May 30th. Um, and this is, this is a beautiful day. So Tuesday the 30th, the moon is still in Libra. 3.38 a.m. Eastern, we have the moon trine the sun in Gemini. So at this point, the moon is still in her first quarter phase. And at this point, um, you know, when the moon is trining the sun, it's like we're still in the first quarter phase, which is this kind of like building momentum. We're sort of like making things happen, (laughs) you know, putting, just sort of like rushing into things, doing things, handling crises, just sort of like working through things as they come. But when the moon is trining, the sun is usually the point in the lunar cycle where it's like, okay, back at the new moon, back on May 19th, and we had this new moon, there, there was this idea of like, okay, this is where, this, these are my intentions. This is where I want to sort of like start making things happen in my life. This is where I want to get a fresh start. We had the first quarter moon over sort of like at the end of last week. And now when the moon is trining the sun, this is like, okay, I'm kind of still in the like, what even is this creation mode? But it's like things, it's the, the what even is this question, <laughs> starts to get answered. It's like things start to feel smoother. The path you're on starts to feel like it's making more sense and like it's building to something and like it's not just kind of like chaos thrown out there. Um, And for the rest of the day, the moon is approaching, for one, it's approaching an opposition to Chiron, which goes exact at 10.54 p.m. But then it's also for the entire day approaching a square with Venus, Um, and so the Chiron part of it is maybe the little bit more like sensitive part of it or touchy part of it, or maybe wounded feeling part of it. But the Venus part of it is the really sort of beautiful and sweet and accepting. Like there's, there are shades of, you know, forgiveness and forgiving yourself and forgiving others. And this sense of like moving ahead despite feeling blocks, despite feeling limitations, despite feeling like you're not enough, like, or someone else isn't enough, or, like, your team isn't enough. Um, and this day, Tuesday the 30th, is it, usually it's like you come back from a long weekend and <laughs> the work, it's like getting back into the quote-unquote work week, um, if that's something that you practice. 
Um, feels a little difficult usually, but for this Tuesday, the 30th is really giving like a, okay, I'm feeling like good about being back or I'm feeling in the flow or I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling burned out after that weekend. Cause it's sort of like the previous week was like living through a kind of disappointment or burnout. And now it's kind of like, okay, I'm ready to, to start resolving a lot of this stuff. Um, but yeah, Tuesday the 30th, it's like a great sort of like ease back in to the sort of quote unquote work week, as I was saying. And it's a great day for initiating things, for starting things, for sending that email, for maybe making an announcement or putting things out there. Um, especially in the afternoon on the 30th, there's, there's definitely a lot of energy supporting like, okay, here I am, <laughs> here it is. This is this sweet, beautiful thing I've been working on. Look at it. You know, I think people posting things to Instagram that day will probably get a lot of likes if you post even just like a cute picture of yourself or a cute story. Um, I also feel like there's something with like the moon opposing Chiron and then the moon also squaring Venus where like this is actually a really interesting day for maybe initiating like a hard conversation or something that involves like a healing conversation, um, asking someone for forgiveness, asking just like to be heard, to be seen. Um, there's a lot of support for like approaching something that's maybe a sensitive topic that something that's sensitive that maybe all last week and over this past weekend was like bothering you and on your mind. Um, and it may be, but it maybe didn't feel like quite the right time to address it. There's something about the, how things are going on, on Tuesday that feels like, oh, this is, this is the time I'm supposed to be putting this out there and it will be received in a kind and generous way. Um, it's almost like the conversation that you thought was going to be so hard ends up feeling really easy. Um, and I think, yeah, especially it's Tuesday is Mars day. So it's like, let's go. Um, I honestly think the quote unquote work week should always start on Tuesday or Mars day. Um, and it's definitely, there's good energy to like check things off the to-do list. And this is especially important because when we go into Wednesday, the 31st. So the moon is still in Libra in the morning, 10:53 AM Eastern. We have the exact square of the moon square Venus. And then after the moon squares Venus, the moon goes void for eight hours and 52 minutes. So for the entire rest of, you know, the daylight hours <laughs> on the East coast and basically the whole work day, on the West Coast. You know, if you're listening to this in Europe, um, this is more like it's actually at the end of your workday. So Tuesday, or sorry, Wednesday might, might also feel like a very um, productive, like sort of generous day for you as well. But on the East Coast of <laughs> the United States, um, you know, that's like a nine-hour void moon. So that is a slow day. Um, that's a day to like finish up projects that, you know, are that you sort of are like, oh, I've needed to finish this for a while. Let me just like finish this off and, you know, get that done with. Let's finish up this assignment. Let's maybe revisit something, you know, 
let's do something maybe a little outside the box or a little creative. Um, but it's not, it's definitely not the day to be initiating things or putting, putting things out there, putting things forward. Um, I would really, um, recommend trying not to buy things that day. Like it's not void moon grocery shopping is like never really a good idea. Cause when the moon is void, it's, I, I like to say it's like nothing comes of it. And sometimes it's like nothing comes of it. It's like you avoid a worst case scenario or like you sometimes a friend has a job interview <laughs> and I'll be talking to them. I'll be like, oh, it's during a void moon. And they'll wonder if that's bad. And I don't necessarily think I think maybe having the first job interview under a void moon can kind of be like, oh, well, this isn't going to go anywhere. But if you're in the midst of an interview process and the moon is void, it sometimes ends up working in your favor because it's sort of like the the person who's interviewing you, their opinion won't really change of you. So if they liked you going into that interview and then and then that second interview is under a void moon, like no matter what happens, they're going to kind of leave being like, oh, we still feel the same way about this person. We felt good and we're still feeling good. <laughs> um there's no, like some things that happen during the void moon aren't going to change the course of like the day to day material reality necessarily. There's always exceptions to every rule, but it's definitely a time to kind of float, explore, you know, if you're wanting to take a day off <laughs> this week, um, I would suggest Wednesday, um, at 7.45 p.m., we end the void moon. The moon goes into Scorpio. And then immediately at 8.02 p.m., the moon squares Pluto, um, which is going to happen now every time uh, the moon goes into a fixed sign. It's going to immediately have that little face-off, either a tete-a-tete or a square with Pluto. So there's like the little bit of that you know, Pluto being, you know, the planet of life and death and transformation and who can kind of blow things out of proportion. And that moon in Scorpio, like the moon in Scorpio is always a little vulnerable, a little sensitive. So there's something about Wednesday night that it's one of those nights of like, this probably isn't a great, it depends because after the moon finishes that square with Pluto, it's going to be applying to an opposition with Jupiter, which is like, a beautiful, friendly, you know, generous, like it's, I call it, you know, the local celebrity <laughs> kind of aspect. Um, there's a sense of like people coming together, feeling good, feeling supported, feeling big. And that, that goes exact at 2.03 AM on Thursday, the first. So after the square of Pluto, the moon is sort of going into like a nice, um, um, I, th I think of it as like the moon is going into like the protection of like the cloud sky daddy, which is Jupiter. It's like just a buoyant feeling. So there is that good, good feeling after the kind of, you know, worry, fearful, blowing things out of proportion feeling, but it's like, it, it's maybe a cute night for a date, but only if it's like a late night date, if you're on the East Coast. On the West Coast, kind of a beautiful date night <laughs> energy, at least, yeah, at least like in the sort of evening hour. Um, but yeah, there, I would say it's like Wednesday, the day is not a wash by any means, but it's a, it's a day that I would have like, not a lot of expectations about how things are going to go and just see what pans out. Um, 
Thursday the 1st, so as I said, the moon is still in Scorpio at 2.03 a.m. The moon opposes Jupiter. Um, and then at 8.11 a.m., the moon squares Mars. Um, so yeah, unfortunately, Thursday, June 1st, you know, on the east coast we kind of start off that day like the moon square mars especially the moon in scorpio square mars though it is the moon squaring off with you know her ruler in that case there is there's a there is like a sort of simpatico vibe there it's always there's something a little aggro about that transit and just a little pushy and a little aggressive and especially when it's in fixed signs um so the day, I would say it's like the day starts off, especially on the East Coast, with that being 8, 11 a.m., it starts off with kind of this like rude awakening or maybe something a little bit touchy or sensitive. Um, and then 8, 29 a.m., the moon sort of immediately goes into this trine with Saturn. So the moon, like, and even though it's a trine, it's a friendly aspect, it's like the moon is kind of dancing with both of the bad boys <laughs> that morning. Um, so there is like that morning of the first is a little bit of a, you know, just be easy on yourself, you know, take things slow, don't rush, don't push, don't like start a sensitive conversation that you don't have to. Um, but once we get past that around 8, 29 AM Eastern, like we're in, we're a little bit more like smooth sailing, at least for like, as far as the moon goes, but the first, June 1st, is when we have um, a, a once-in-seven-year aspect, which is Jupiter conjoining the North Node. Um, and so, as I said, Jupiter conjoins the North Node only about once every seven years. That's when the Jupiter and the North Node end up in the same sign. Um the last time Jupiter and the North Node were conjunct, um, it actually happened three times over the course of the year in 2016. So on January 23rd and 28th of 2016, and then June 20th, I believe, of 2016. And so what does Jupiter conjunct the North Node mean? So Jupiter, you know, Jupiter is is our sense of optimism, of hope, of faith. It's also a collective vision. You know, Jupiter is, you know, where Ju Jupiter is how we sort of set the societal, like, it's not like the trends, it's not on like a broader scale, but it's almost like it's the micro trends. It's what, what we're focusing on a micro, in a micro way. Like Jupiter spends a year in each sign, when you were growing up, everyone who was in your graduating class, like who you were going to school with, like you all had like the same Jupiter sign. Like there, it's sort of this like unifying feature and unify. I think of it as like this sort of yearly unifier of like, oh, what are we all focused on? What do we really want? How do we how do we want to find relief and ease and optimism and like what are we rooting for collectively? And Jupiter just went into Taurus. So there's a sense of like, oh, what we're rooting for collectively is like founding, finding some groundedness and stability and that sort of earthy Taurus comfort. Then the North Node is like, this is the part, this is the sign, whatever sign the North Node is in is like, this is the sign where it's like, we want this so bad that there's something overwhelming about it and intense. We have this hunger and this drive for it. And 
the North Node in Taurus. Like I could go on and on about this. Um, maybe not on this podcast, <laughs> but somewhere else in the future. Like the North Node in Taurus in many ways, like it's representing like our collective hunger to just like, ha- again, have that stability, have that comfort, feel like a part of something, feel known and protected and seen. Um, but in many ways, it's like collectively the North Node has been in Taurus since January 2022. And collectively, it's like we've seen that, you know, the world is kind of obsessed to going back to this sense of like of of like Taurus order and Taurus reality and the reality that we can rely on. And in, and in some ways, that's like beautiful. And in other ways, it's like. It's a real, it's a way that like bad actors can exploit that for the purposes of like going back to quote unquote, like good values, like family values. Um, and so there's this like double-edged sword of like, what is real comfort versus like the comfort that we're being sold by like the powers that be by society, like what we think we're supposed to be doing. Um, but it's also like Taurus is literally the fixed earth sign. It's literally about the earth. It's literally about the climate. It's about our food. It's about our money. And so Jupiter conjunct the North node on a collective level is like, it's about like what, what, what are like the things that us as a, as a society, like, how are we banding together to like really approach and make our visions happen? And I'm really int- and this is sort of this influence of like 2023 is going to carry the symbol of like this being a year that like being sort of like, I guess like a watershed moment of like, how are we moving forward with this climate stuff with like this money stuff? It's like, I'm sure there's going to be <laughs> a time. I mean, we're already in all this news collectively about like the debt ceiling and Congress and like the money and, and like talk about is money real? Like, no, but <laughs> on a Taurus level, it's like, we do need, there is like a reality to like us needing resources and money to pay for things and live our life. Um, And I think this Jupiter North node is sort of the clash of like the reality and also the like um, sort of smoke and mirrors act. Like the North node can be sort of like this temptation, this hunger. Um, And so yeah, on a collective level, I think there's like, and like just on a, like what news is coming out politically, it's like there's going to be stuff about the climate and about money and about food and like all of that being like regulated and how we're moving into the future with it. But on a personal level, like, you know, this is about, this is like probably, you know, it's not that like, again, I always say this, it's not like (laughs) we're going to get to Thursday and like the angels are coming down and like telling you exactly what you need to be doing in this moment. But when you look back on this time, in the future, maybe even even only maybe even just like six months from now, it's like, oh, there was something almost like psychedelic or really sort of inspiring about that moment where, you know, I figured out my place in this collective story, in this collective journey. Um, and Jupiter North Node is a lot about like bringing together like who who are my people, who is my team, um, 
Like, who do I feel inspired by and how am I going to connect with people so that I can grow and improve and like bring in the life lessons that I need? Um, How am I connecting with people who share my values in this time? Um, And yeah, and if you look, I would really highly suggest that you look back at what was going on in late January and in late June 2016. Um, That was when Jupiter conjoined the North Node in Virgo and another Earth sign, but a very different kind of mutable, problem-solving Earth sign. Um, But I would think about what was going on for you at both of those times um, and like what was really inspiring and what almost felt like sort of magical and surreal and psychedelic in those times. Cause like, yeah, Jupiter in the North node is definitely like, Oh, like in many ways it's like the guru is here. You know, I'm, it is, as I joke, I'm like, yeah, the angels are not going to come down and be like, this is what you're supposed to do. But Jupiter North node is also a little bit like a bit of like an omen or a bit of like a sign of like, this is the direction you need to go in, in a, in a very magical way, I think. Um, and so, yeah, that's, it's intense, but again, it's like, this is more of a, like, um, as, uh, a turning or a turning, or it's like a moment in what's like a longer term trend and something that's going to like stick out about this year on both a personal and collective level about like, what is the vision? Um, so then on Friday, June 2nd, um, we have the moon still in Scorpio and at 2:52 AM, the moon opposes Mercury. And then at 8:09 AM, the moon opposes Uranus. Um, so that, you know, the Mercury is the mind. Uranus is unexpected, unexpected things coming up, change, you know, sudden innovation, you know, both Mercury and Uranus are both a little fidgety or jumpy, a little anxious. There is maybe this sense, um, Friday night might be hard to sleep Thursday night into Friday. Um, but that morning there's maybe a little bit of anxiety or stress or worry, or just like the mind is going in a lot of different directions. But once the moon separates from its opposition, to Uranus, then we get this really juicy, beautiful, grand water trine. So on Friday, June 2nd, on Venus Day, we have Venus in Cancer, we have the Moon in Scorpio, and we have Neptune in Pisces forming a grand water trine. So we have all the we have a planet represented in each of the three water signs. Um And a grand trine is this really kind of dynamic, there's like dynamic movement, like trines I think of as like dancers doing an arabesque, like leaping beautifully (laughs) in unison. Um, There's something very like, there's a lot of like, just like motion in a trine. And in the water signs, it's like the river is moving, things are flowing, (laughs) the emotions are building up. Um... And at six, we're building all day at 6.42 p.m., Venus trines Neptune, which is just like a beautiful, romantic, visionary, you know. I think when Venus was back in Taurus, 
I think back in April, we talked a lot about the sort of Venus sextile Neptune aspect. And I identified that Venus either in sextile or in trine to Neptune really, I call it, it's like I've decided that it's the aspect of the surrealist. Um, and there's this sense of like Venusian beauty and art and Neptunian sort of sleight of hand, Neptunian, you know, dreams, Neptunian, um, you know, magic that when these two are coming together and either trying or sextile in these easy aspects, it's like someone who's like, I'm not getting swept up in this Neptunian dream or this Neptunian romance or this Neptunian fantasy. I'm like working with it. I'm making something with it. I recognize that we're separate, but that we can blend together to make something beautiful. Um, and so that's just like such a dreamy romantic. It's like, so spe it's special <laughs> to be honest. Um, and so that's going exact at 6 42 PM Eastern. Um, and then 8.42 p.m. Eastern, the moon trines Neptune. And then 8.51 p.m., the moon trines Venus. So the moon, we sort of have that, that aspect go exact at 6.42. And then a couple hours later, the moon sweeps in and kind of continues that conversation, puts a button on it, sort of make it like continues the motion, the feeling. Um, and then the moon goes void, of course, for about four hours and 12 minutes. Um, so yeah, and it, that to me is just like, it's a dreamy, romantic, like <laughs> go have fun, like go to the ballet, like watch a, like, you know, watch a really sort of indulgent, lush, romantic, like visually beautiful movie, listen to some great music on some nice speakers, like go to a concert, like it's a water. I'm like, if you can go be by water, even if it's like just looking out at the river, at the lake, that you live near, like, there's just, like, it would be a beautiful night to be out on a boat, <laughs> to be honest. It's just, um, I don't know, I really like it. It's a really sort of gorgeous, good feeling. Um, and then we get into Saturday, June 3rd. So at 1.03 a.m., the moon leaves Scorpio and goes into Sagittarius. And on... Saturday, by the end of the day, Saturday, we will be having our full moon in Sagittarius. We will be at the full moon part of the week, <laughs> the culmination of the cycle that began back at the new moon in Taurus on May 19th. Um, and so the moon goes into Sagittarius, 1.16 a.m. It makes a sextile to Pluto. And then 1.07 p.m., the moon squares Saturn, which, again, stressful. <laughs> like, the moon with Saturn is always, especially square, it's like, okay, I have a responsibility to do. I have limitations. I just have to, like, get through this, push through this. Um, and then at 2.59 p.m., the moon trines Mars. So it's sort of like after the stress, we get a little bit of momentum. And then the rest of the day, we're essentially just building to this full moon in Sagittarius. Um, and the full moon in Sagittarius is always like, you know, Sagittarius is a very fun sign. It's good vibes. It's adventurous. It's talkative. It's like, you know, it's a fire sign. It's the mutable fire sign. It's like, let's go, ha let's go get into some trouble. <laughs> you know, like people with the moon in Sagittarius 
like to have fun. They like to learn things. They like to push buttons, but they're very, it's very lovable and it's very like, I am cringe, but I am free (laughs) energy. Um, but this, this moon, you know, in Sagittarius, it's like, usually it's very uninhibited, but because it's coming off the square to Saturn, there's a little bit of a like, okay, we're maybe not buying the plane tickets to Bali. (laughs) We're maybe doing, we're maybe like scaling back what this adventure could be. Obviously that's an extreme example. I know the plane tickets to Bali, but like you get it. It's like that full moon in Sagittarius is usually like, oh yeah, let me do something crazy. And Saturn is like, okay, do something a little wild, but let's like put it, let's like box it up or let's sort of like, there also is, you have work to do. There is momentum towards more than just kind of like letting your hair down. Um, so it's, it's almost like, yeah, it's like, (laughs) there's like padding on the adventure. There's like a little bit of a, you're in sort of like the safe zone, with that. But I think Saturday night in general will be like a fun, inspiring night, maybe something unexpected. Um, and just if, you know, you're the type of person who likes to look back like me, um, this full moon is at 13 degrees of Sagittarius and it is connected to a new moon in Gemini that was at 12 degrees of Gemini on June 3rd of 2019. And it's all, and it's connected to another full moon that was in Gemini or in Sagittarius, a full moon in Sagittarius at 11 degrees on June 2nd, 2015. So there was some story, something that kind of like, there was something that maybe came to a culmination in June of 2015 that you were then kind of riding out and around June 3rd, 2019, um, there was something fresh and start and just sort of started like something just sort of seeding um, that now in June 2023 is again coming to a culmination. Um, and this is also perhaps a culmination of what was going of something that was going on back around, um, on November 23rd which was the day before Thanksgiving last year, American Thanksgiving in 2022. Um, there was a new moon in Sagittarius that in, that this full moon in Sagittarius is also in conversation with. Um, but yeah, it's something that was like a seed then that's culminating now and something about like finding your adventure, finding your freedom. Um, in some ways, it's maybe like something that felt like like sort of a wide open frontier back during that new moon in November now feels like how can I kind of like rein this in and get more specific about it? Um, so yeah, that full moon goes exact at 1141 PM. It's definitely people are going to be out partying, having fun. Um, Sunday, June 4th, um, there's, we sort of start off the morning. We're sort of coming off our full moon <laughs> hangover. Um, and at 3.49 PM, we have Mercury conjunct Uranus. Um, and so Mercury, we had this Mercury retrograde in Taurus. And so we had the Mercury retrograde in Taurus that was from April 21st until May 14th. Um, 
And it was not until Friday, this and on Friday, June 2nd, so so this this current week is when Mercury finally left, will be leaving, not left, will be leaving <laughs> the shadow of its retrograde or their retrograde. So Mercury like you know, got up to about 15 degrees of Taurus back on April 21st and then started moving backwards and got back to five degrees of Taurus on May 14th and started moving forward again. And it's on Friday, June 2nd that Mercury will get again to 15 degrees of Taurus and finally be in new territory. The first time it's been in new territory since uh, April 21st. And then on Sunday, June 4th, Mercury will conjoin Uranus. And Mercury, Uranus together, I mean, Mercury is the mind. Uranus is change, innovation, revolution, you know, eccentricity, queerness. You know, Mercury, Uranus is like definitely like a sort of buzzy, sudden insight. There's something kind of like exciting and zesty, inspiring. Um, It can, and this is something that's maybe inspiring and exciting that, you were like, it was like, there was something where back in April, you were like getting really close <laughs> to a breakthrough or really close to being ready to like actually change and actually move ahead on something. But you were sort of like, oh, I'm not quite ready for that. I have to go back. But then on Sunday, it's like you finally get that aha moment, that breakthrough moment, um, that sort of like change or shift that has been really necessary Um, I would just say if you're doing something technical, like, you know, Mercury Uranus can sometimes kind of like (laughs) make technical things go a little haywire or like make wires get crossed. Um, so I would just be like really careful with the tech stuff you're doing that day. Like don't like overstimulate. Um, it's definitely a day where it's like, you don't need to drink extra coffee. You're going to be buzzing. Um, But that's happening right in the middle of the day at 3.49 p.m. And then the last aspect of the week is the moon squares off with Neptune at 11.23 p.m. And then goes void until Monday morning the 5th. And so all day on Sunday, the moon is sort of approaching this square with Neptune. We're sort of actually back (laughs) where we were on Monday the 29th when the moon was opposing Neptune. Um where we're kind of in this sort of dreamy, imaginative, hazy kind of moment. Um, And so Sunday, it's like kind of a, you know, it's a relaxing day. It's dreamy day. It's a day to just kind of do something fun and that you enjoy. And if you are working that day, if if you do have to like put something up, you know, do a show, go out, like, um, it it's like going to be a really it's a really great it's going to be really great energy like <laughs> for you know the audience for the people who you're with for the people you're around um and for you it's like if you do ha- if you like have to work or you have to get something done or you're dealing with customers or clients it's like it's definitely a day where like relaxing is like the sort of more optimal thing to be doing rather than being the one who's like, oh, I have to work, I have to serve, I have to show up. But if you are the person showing up, it's like you can take an easy approach or take an approach of like, yeah, I don't have to prove myself. I can just like do this and go through the motions and trust that people are going to have a good time. People are going to be relaxed. Um, And people are just going to want to be kind of like, 
you know, in a nice, relaxed, easy mood, essentially. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a nice sort of quiet, if, you know, it's can be a quiet night. It could be a fun night. It's sort of like, you know, we're coming, we're, we're nursing the full moon hangover, if you will, on Sunday. Um, so just to review the main aspects of the week. So Thursday, June 1st, we have Jupiter conjunct the North Node. On Friday, June 2nd, we have Venus trine Neptune. On Saturday, June 3rd, we have the full moon in Sagittarius. And on Sunday, June 4th, we have Mercury conjunct Uranus. Um, and that is the forecast for the week. Um, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I appreciate your feedback and thoughts and comments. Um, you know, please <laughs> follow, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review. Now that we're on Spotify and Apple, I'd love that. It would make me happy. Um, and more to come soon. Talk to you later. Mm-hmm.